This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org. Well, praise God. This is um, uh, love is a key to our healing, and um, we're, we're, I'm ministering on love this month, and um, I'm telling you, love is the key. Amen. And I just want to just kind of touch base of. And go over a little bit what I talked about last week and go into my message for this week. And um, really, love is, is the key to, I believe, every uh, healing to every emotion in our souls. Amen? Amen. And, uh, and we, need to, we need to learn to walk in the love of God. And last week I talked about that we know that we're not walking in love if we're judgmental and critical. So we need to be very careful that we... You know, one of the things I, I believe, can I get on my chair today? Um, one of the things that I believe that gets us in trouble and we're always, I don't know about you, but we're always fighting pride. Amen. In other words, a lot of times we're, we, we, we're always, it, 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 it takes work to be humble. It takes a humble heart, amen, I mean, to, to, to work at being humble. Sometimes when God is blessing us and we're seeing God's blessings, that's why sometimes a blessing can be a two-edged sword. And what I mean by that is sometimes when we get blessed by God, sometimes we can get puffed up in pride. So we got to be very careful when we're walking in the blessings and our prayers are being answered, we don't start thinking that we're something special, Amen. And we all are special to God. Don't get me wrong. But we need to be very careful that we're, we're not allowing pride to enter into our life. And it's easy to do that. It's easy to get prideful. Anybody know what I'm talking about here? Amen. And, uh, and, so, uh, and so we need to be very careful because, uh, because it's easy when we're in pride to be judgmental and critical. Amen. On people. And we know Jesus talked about two people that were praying in, in the temple. One was a Pharisee and the other was a, 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 Repub- a publican. And, um, and he was known to be, you know, not too good of a guy. And the Pharisee was, was praying and he was saying, God, you see all my good works that I do. And, you know, you see I tithe and I do all these good works. Jesus is talking about this person. And Jesus said God didn't even hear his prayers. Why? Because he was puffed up in what he was doing. But then there was the other guy that said, Lord, forgive me, a sinner. You know, and then Jesus said that guy went away justified. Amen. And so we got to be very careful that we're not allowing pride to to come into our lives. and, 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 And pride is so deceptive. It makes us think that we're better than others. Amen. And God's not a respecter of persons. Glory to God. He's a respecter of faith. So we need to be very careful that we're not being judgmental and critical. And we know that the Pharisees and the Sadducees were were very judgmental and critical people. They should have known, you know, that Jesus was the Messiah, but they were blinded by their own importance. And we got to be very careful we're not blinded. Uh, the second key that we got to be very careful is that we're not allowing anger uh, to go unchecked in our lives. Amen. And we got to be very careful that, that, uh, that anger, um, that we're not getting angry about every little thing. I talked about last week that we all have our pet peeves. 
And we know what a pet peeve is, something that how we like things to be done a certain way. Amen. And so and if it's not done a certain way, we get upset about it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Any married people in here? <laughs> Amen. And, and when you're married, you know, your spouse is not going to always do things the way you want to do them. Like I clean the kitchen every once in a while and I don't put the dishes in right. You know, my, my wife said, you did it wrong. You know? I said, but I put them in. You know what I'm talking about? But, you know, she likes it done a certain way. Some people like the, the forks going in downward. Some people like the silverware upward. Does anybody know or not? Who, who likes the silverware down? Who likes it up? I don't know why. Some people like it up. Some people like it down. Amen. And I don't know. I, I guess it's how you grow up. Amen. Is it up? How many people say that the silverware should be up? Let's just raise your hand. How many people say it should be down? Raise your hand. It's almost even. <laughs> Amen. And so, so I don't think there's a right or wrong answer to that. Amen. Uh, can somebody say preference? And so we, we need to understand that, that there, there, there's, you know, people have a preference. Uh, and even, even making a right on, on, on the, the red, you know, you can make a right turn on red. Some people just wait until it turns green. Now, I don't know, you know, I, I, I said, don't you supposed to make, I guess it's the prerogative. I would think by law you have to make that right, but I guess you don't. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? I think, but I guess it's your prerogative if you want to wait till it turns green, you know. But I, I'm going to be beeping my horn. <laughs> anybody know what I'm talking about here? Are, does anybody beep the horn when they don't make that right? They got the they got the blinker on. They it's all clear, and you're like, what is going on? Why are they just sitting there? Is, is anybody you know what I'm talking about? Amen. That's for all the people that don't run on margins. What do I mean by margins? A margin is that you give yourself enough time for all the knuckleheads on the streets. Amen. Are you hearing? In other words, you give yourself plenty of time to get to where you're going so you won't get in a hurry. See, if you get in a hurry, you're going to get upset. Is that right? Whenever we're in a hurry, we're short tempered, we have no patience. We're trying to get there, and everybody's in our way. But when we're not, have you ever noticed this, that when you're not in a hurry, all the lights are green? You never have to wait. I don't know, I don't know why that is, but when you're in a hurry, it seems like the lights are taking five minutes. Like, is this, I, I'd say to my wife, why is this lights taking extra long? She said, they all, they're all two minutes, Pastor, you know. She don't call me Pastor, but David. And uh, so, so we got we to gotta understand that. So, so we, we don't want to allow those little things, those little things to, you know, get us angry or upset. Life is too short to go around being upset. Amen. And so we need to we need to be very careful that anger doesn't turn into bitterness and then unforgiveness. I'm going to talk a little bit about that this morning about unforgiveness, because unforgiveness will destroy our faith. Amen. And, you know, I, one person said, now, you know, we heard about the unpardonable sin. You've heard about that. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. And uh, we don't want to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. But one person said that uh, another unpardonable could be in, in the category of pardonable sin could be the sin of unforgiveness. 
And what do you mean? What do I mean by that? Jesus says, if you don't forgive, neither will God forgive you. But I'm saved, Pastor. I, I, that forgiving the blood. Yeah, but you still have to walk in forgiveness because you're going to have problems if you don't. And, and so really, love is the key to our healing. And you could actually say forgiveness is the key to your healing. Because when we're harboring ill will and bitterness towards people, it's going to open up the door for the enemy to work in our lives. It's going to give him free reign to, to come into our life and destroy it. So let's look at something here. In Matthew 18, 21 to 35, um, this is Peter. And Peter came to Jesus and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me? And I forgive him. And, and up to seven times. And Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he begun, began to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. But he was not able uh, to pay. His master commanded that he be sold with his wife and children, that all that he had and that the payment be made. The servant therefore fell down before him, saying, Master, have patience with me. I will pay you all. Then the master and that servant was moved with compassion, released him and forgave him of his debt. But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii. And he laid hands on him, took him by the throat, saying, pay me what you owe. So his fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged him, saying, have patience with me and I will pay, I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and threw him into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servants saw what had been done, they were very grieved and came and told this master all that he had done. This, uh, this his master, after he had called him, said to him, you wicked servant, I forgave you all your debt because you begged me. Should you also have had compassion on your fellow servant? Just as I had pity on you. And his, ma- pastor was, uh, his master was angry and delivered him to torturers until he paid back all that was due to him. And this is what Jesus says here. This is interesting. Jesus said, My heavenly Father will also do to you, each of you, from his heart that does not forgive his brother who trespasses. So we see this. So we see, I really think that unforgiveness does open the door to all kind of uh, hurt in in our lives. Amen? And it can open the door to disease. I talked about last week that, um, you know, love is the key to our healing. And it was healing service. And really, uh, just forgiving people can heal you. Amen. You know, I've heard of people that would come to meetings just to get healed. And the minister would be preaching on, you know, forgiving people. And, and people would decide to forgive their relatives that, that, that treated them wrong. And, um, and before they got back in line, you know, they would call their relatives. And they went back to service that night to get healed for, for laying hand service. And, and God healed them before that. In other words, God will heal you when you release unforgiveness uh, uh, that you have um, towards other people. Amen? And so we need to get a revelation of that, that, that love is the key. We are in a new covenant. And it's called the covenant of love. 
And, you know, it's not about us trying to keep the Ten Commandments and trying to obey the Ten Commandments. It's us obeying the one commandment, love. Amen. And so when we obey the one commandment, all the Ten Commandments are taken care of. And so what is, what's the greatest commandment, like I said last week, is to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. So we put God first above everybody. In other words, we don't put our spouse before God. God is first. We don't put our kids before God. God is first. We don't put our boss before God. God is first. And when we have God first place in our life, then everything else comes in order and comes in alignment. But when God is out of proper order, then we're out of order. And our life is out of order. And so really, to get our life in order, we got to make sure that God is first and foremost. That we're walking to please God, not man. See, the fear of man, uh, if, you have, uh, if you're afraid of people's opinions, of what they think about you, or whatever, you will never serve God in the way you need to serve him. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? We can't be afraid of man's opinions. No, we need to have a reverential fear of God. Amen. And when we have that reverential fear of God and we're loving God, you will love other people. You will love them through their problems and you'll love them in the process. You know, um, I have relatives that's that, you know, nieces and nephews that's not serving the Lord right now, but I believe they're coming back. And um, and and I used to, you know, uh, I would pray for them, but I see them not changing and it would put a chip on my shoulder against them. Like, why aren't they changing? Why are they still living in sin? You know, anybody know what I'm talking about? Have you ever been there? You're trying to do all the right things and you're praying for them, but it seems like that they're not doing the right things. Amen. And so, and so, you know, they would, you know, we would come together as family uh, gatherings and I would have just an air of just uh, resentment towards them because they're not walking right. And, uh, and the Lord corrected me on that. The Lord said it's, it, it's, it's love that will help them come into the kingdom. It's not you. Ha- and and people, can, people know when you have a problem with them. Do you know that? It's kind of hard for you to hide when you got an issue with somebody. Yeah, especially when you're being dead silent and you're not talking to them. Especially when you're not asking them how are they and how are they doing and you're not you're not trying to get into their world. You you could care less about their world. <laughs> are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Have you ever been there? You 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 know it, it's easy just to cut people off. It's easy just to you know sometimes it, it takes work to develop a relationship. It takes work to mend a relationship. But it takes no work to cut somebody off. Once they do something to me, that's it. You know, I just cut them off their debt. No, no, listen, just don't, don't be so quick to cut people off. Don't be so quick to write people off. You know, I, sometimes I would, you know, even, uh, sometimes, the, you know, some, uh, I'd be thinking about people coming to church. And, some, and, and I know some people that aren't as faithful to coming out every Sunday and, uh, some of them come out just, you know, they're, you know, um, what, what do you call it? Uh, they're uh, holiday Christians. So they come out Christmas and Easter. 
<laughs> the holiday Christians, right? And sometimes, you know, people, even new people that are coming in, sometimes they hit or miss. Sometimes, uh, you know, the thought would come to me, that person probably not going to show up on Sunday. And sometimes I would say to my wife, you know, I would be tempted to say, that person probably ain't, ain't going to show up on Sunday. But, but, but I stopped doing that. Why? Because I don't want to bet against you guys. In other words, I don't want to be standing that you guys aren't going to show up because you might not. <laughs> so you hear what I'm saying? I don't want to bet again. I said, no, I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to think that. I'm going to believe that you're going to show up, that, you're, that we have faithful people in Exceed Life Church and they're showing up. Glory to God. If you just show up, you beat 90% of the people. Man, you know, I mean, in any church, I mean, we, we, we have, I mean, we have a good congregation, but probably, you know, I could probably tell you, but there's 15 more people that should have showed up today. <laughs> Amen. How come us pastors always look at the people that aren't showing up, you know, and say, you guys that are. Amen. And so, and so we, you don't want, you don't want to bet against your relatives that they're not going to make it back to church. You don't want to, you don't want to say, oh, they're never going to get their life right. Or they're never going to, no, no, no. Start believing that God can do something with your relatives. That God can do something with your kids. That you need to start believing that God can do something. If he's done something for you, and some of you probably were pretty rebellious. Any, Any people come from a rebellious background? Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? And, uh, you know, and, and, and some of us are still a little rebel. Oh. I'm preaching to the right crowd today. <laughs> some of you just want to just say no to God. Amen. Every once in a while you want to say, and I'm going to talk about that. But, but, but we, need to, we need to learn to, 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 to love people, you know, in, their, in where they're at. And I noticed that when I started, when I changed and shifted and started walking in love towards, you know, my relatives, they felt the love. Amen. And they, and, and it was, and it, it, I, I noticed it was a, it was a shift. Amen. Why? Because it's your love that's going to change them. You know, how, how do you overcome, you know, offense? How do you overcome when people are doing the wrong things to you? Well, I, I said last week, you know, if you got a problem with somebody, don't, a lot of times what we do is we don't say anything to that person. We just tell everybody else about the problem. We don't go to that person. We just say, you know that. We do that, don't we? we because we, we, we were venting, you know, somebody say Vent. And we're venting about that person. I can't believe it. They did it again, you know. For, you know. But you need to go to them and say, listen, you know, you keep doing this. And I, I really, I'm about ready to get a gun and do something here, you know. I, you, you, you keep doing this and, and, and you need to talk to them and try to bring some kind of reconciliation. And they may just not even listen to you. You, you got people like that. But at least you can get it off your, your chest, you can talk to them, like I said, in private and not air it all out. And then if it's still, if it's that much of a problem, try to get other people that, 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 that know the situation and try to talk to them. And it keeps, then, then you, you have to just back off. You can't always stay in a loving relationship with people if they don't want to love. In other words, sometimes you got to separate yourself from toxic people. For your, for your welfare. 
Jesus talked about that, and I talked about that last week. Jesus said there are times where you just need to separate yourself from people that aren't, you know, that are toxic. Amen. And then maybe if you do, they will get to a point where they realize that they need a change and they can come back to you and they can change. Amen. Sometimes it's good just to just distance yourself. Amen. So 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 we have to get that revelation. You know, I I think that the reason why um, uh, that that we as Christians don't walk in the love of of God that we need to is because we don't understand God's love. You know, this, this is my second point is God is good. Now I could do, pull you guys and say, how many people can say, how many people believe that God is good? Well, some of you say, yeah, God is good sometimes. Only when good things are happening, but when bad things are happening to me, then God's not good. See, what sometimes we do is we determine God's goodness on our circumstances. We look at what, what's going on in our life. And if all positive things are, are going on in our life, then God is good. But if there's negative things and we're encountering problems, then God may not be that good. Am I talking to anybody today? In other words, why God, you know, why is this happening to me? I've, I've, I go to church. I'm a tither, you know. I, I, you know, I, 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 I help in the church. I should be walking on streets of gold every day. Yeah, but we live in a crooked world. We live in a world that's not perfect. You know, and, and, and there's this, you know, there's this under, you know, there's preachers that, pre, you got to be careful of the preachers you listen to because some of them are, are well-meaning and they, and, they, and they have, you know, good messages, but sometimes their theology is whacked. Some preachers' theology is really whacked out. What do I mean by that? Sometimes some preachers will preach that God is, is behind, he's sovereign, and he's controlling everything that happens on this planet. In other words, if somebody's going to sin, God somehow's behind that. No, God's, no, no, God's not behind people sinning. God's not behind that. No, God's behind the good. And we have to get a revelation of that, that, that God is sovereign, but, but in his sovereignty doesn't mean he controls everything that's happening on this planet. Amen. In other words, he's given mankind control. He's given the earth to man, the Bible says. And so we have something to say about it. And, and so this earth, even sinners have, they have Free will and they have rights on this earth because they were born here and they have rights if they want to sin to sin. Amen. Amen. If they want to sin, if they want to do the wrong thing, they have rights because they're born here. They have a certain amount of authority and God's not going to encroach on people's authority. God's not the devil. See, the devil controls and manipulates. God guides and leads. See, the, the devil will try to pressure you and to get you to do something under pressure. Have you ever felt pressured? Amen. And, 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 and the devil wants to pressure you. People want to pressure you. You know, uh, don't let people pressure you. Don't, don't let the enemy pressure you. No, no. Let, allow God to lead you and guide you. Now, now let's look at this scripture right here. First John four, seven through 12. And um, this is, we need to get a revelation of God's love. And here, uh, this is uh, John, uh, the Apostle John that w- walked with Jesus. He was the one that said, I am the disciple that Jesus loves. 
So John had this revelation that, that he was the favorite of the 12. Hello. <laughs> and, you know, that's okay. Get a revelation. He may have been a little, you know, he just believed that Jesus loved him and he loved Jesus. Amen. And so let's look at this. It says here. Now, this is uh, John writing this uh, in 1 John. Um, Dear friends, let us love one another for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God. Ooh, that's, that's powerful, isn't it? Because, now this is what I want to get to. Because God is love. God is love. You know, if, if, you know when you get born again, you get God on the inside of you. And you get God's spirit. And so if God's in you, then love is in you. Amen. God is love. And, and God will compel us to walk in love. And so it says, it says here, uh, because God is love. And it says, this is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world that we might live through him. This is love. Not that we love God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made complete in us. Powerful. Amen. So we see here that, that, that God, it, the essence of God is love. You know, um, you might want to say, you might want to think about this. What is God's greatest characteristic? And and, uh, you know, uh, is it his justice or is it his mercy? You know, is it, it you know, God is going to, God is going to judge the world. And we're, we're going to be judged too uh, for, for how we conducted our life down here. We'll stand in front of Jesus and we'll give an account, amen, of how we lived our life. Amen. In front of Jesus, we're already judged. You know, our sins was already judged on the cross. You know, we're not going to be judged for for our sins of really the one sin of unbelief, not receiving Christ. That's what that's that's why people will go to hell is because they haven't received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so but 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 uh, that sin is already judged on the cross. We believe Jesus. So we're getting in heaven, but we will be judged for how we live our life down here. And I want to make sure that I hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Amen. I want to hear that. And actually, you can hear that every day. Before you put your head down on your pillow, you could hear the Holy Spirit saying, well done. You walked in love. You forgave. You, you, you're, you're trying to bring in peace in, in your environment. Amen. And, and well done, thy good and faithful servant. Continue to enter into the joy of the Lord. The reason why some of us don't have joy is because we are out of love. We're not walking in love like we need to. And we're allowing anger and resentment and these things to be in us. And we need to get those things out of us. Amen. And so uh, I love that. So my, one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible is John three sixteen. It says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son in the world to condemn the world, but to save the world. 
So again, we're here not to condemn, but we're here to get people saved. God's here to get you, uh, get your, your family saved, get those that you work with saved. It's all through the love. If, when people see the love of God in us and they see how much we walk in love in spite of what they do to us, it's going to change them. It's going to change the way people see God. And people think that God is a taker. They think God is the one that's killing. This. If, if God is so great, why is there murder? Why is there famine? Why is there all this negative stuff in the world? See, the atheist will, will try to say, see, if God's not that good because all this. No, because God is so good that he gives us free will. And he gives us choice. Amen. To choose. Amen. To choose. I, I, you know, one of my um, favorite scriptures here is in Deuteronomy 30, 19. And this is this. This is really this is what what the deal is right here. He says, I call heaven and earth to witness today against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore, choose life that both you and your descendants may live. So see here, God is speaking to the people of Israel, but he's also speaking to us. He's saying today, he said, I set before you life and death, blessing. and It's set to every day is set. And so we have to choose if I'm going to walk with God today or I'm going to walk with the other guy today. You know who the other guy is, right? Right. And, and you know, I don't want to buddy up with him. I want to buddy up with Jesus. And so we, we, we have to choose this day who we serve. So our life and, and, who, and, and, and where we end up in eternity will depend on our choices. What we do and, and, and what we choose and, and what we, you know, our choices will determine the outcome of our destiny. So I want to choose God. I want to choose to do good than evil. I want to choose to speak good instead of speaking evil. I want to choose to do the right thing. Amen. And so God is good. You know, I like what it says in James 1.17. Every good and perfect gift is from above coming down from the father of the heavenly lights who does not change uh, like shifting shadows. So, So every perfect gift comes from God. Amen? Uh, you know, uh, John 10.10 is the dividing line of the Bible. And I, 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 I talk about this all the time. And the reason why I do this is because when we're, at, when we're encountering trials and tribulations, the enemy will always want to play on our head that God's not good or he's doing it to us. And we got to have this paramount thinking on the inside of us that regardless of what's going on, God is good. God is good. And injustice and people are going to do wrong things is because they have free will. It's not God pushing their buttons to do wrong things, uh, for them to do wrong things to us. See, listen, God has his network of people that he works through. Amen. That's us. Amen. We are. Say, I'm God's ambassador. Amen. So, so you are an ambassador from heaven and God works through you. 
Sometimes. No, I'll go there. And God works through us, amen? But then the devil has his network. And guess what? People yield that doesn't have God in their life to the devil. And they yield to his thoughts. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? And they do what he suggests for them to do. Right? And so really, they're being, they're being deceived by the devil. Amen. So the devil has his network of people. And the devil, he listened. You know, a lot of times you say, how come that guy is so wealthy? Well, the devil can make people rich. You can get rich being a thief. <laughs> you can get rich being crooked. I mean, look at the mafia. Cut this out. No, uh, the mafia. <laughs> you know, they, they got money. They got wealth. Are you here? I'm telling you, the Italian mafia. No, I won't go there. And they have, they have money and they have wealth. But does it, does, just because they got money doesn't mean they're prosperous. Just because you have some things doesn't mean you're prosperous. I mean, they got to, you know, some of these people got to sleep with a gun under their pillow. They got to keep looking, you know, you, you know, you're doing the wrong things. You know, I know when, I, when one of my members have been, you know, they've been walking in a little bit of sin because their necks is a little crooked. They come in like this. What's wrong? They keep looking behind them to see if anybody's watching them. You know what I'm talking about? Because when you're doing the wrong things, you're always looking. You know, if, 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 you know what I'm talking about. If you do something wrong on the highway, you're looking in the mirror. If you're about ready to do something wrong, you look in the mirror, make sure there's no police behind you. Is that anybody like that? Is there anybody like that in the crowd? Come on, you that. Okay, I'm going to, I'm going to just, I'm going to go through this yellow light. Okay, let's go through yellow lights. You look in the mirror, make sure there's not a police officer. And you, and what do you do? Instead of slowing down a yellow light, you speed up. Right? But before you go through that yellow light, how many people look in the rearview mirror? If you don't, you're not smart. <laughs> Are you here? Come on, how, let me have a raise of hands. Who, who looks in the rearview mirror? Thank you for one, two honest people in the house today. The rest of you, you know, like my mom, you know, I'm driving with my mom. And uh, she's, I don't know why, she's always comparing me to my dad. And she said, she said uh, David? You know, dad always stops at, at yellow lights. And you speed up. And I said, mom, I'm not dad. <laughs> I'm trying to get there. You know, dad's a calm, cool, mild manner, you know, person. You know, he, he, and, he, and he normally has margin in his life. But he's like, you know, dad always stops. But I, I'm getting better. I'm, I'm slowing down, stopping at the... At the yellow lights. But, but she said, but dad doesn't stop if there's somebody tailgating him. And he's looking behind. If they're trying to get through, he'll, he'll push it. He'll, he'll get through the yellow light. Why? Because he's trying to be courteous. How many courteous drivers do we have out? No, don't raise your hand. <laughs> we got some courteous drivers out here. You let people in when they want to come in. Or do you just act like you don't see them? You know what I'm talking about? You see them. Because you're, you're, the eye is darting over your left, but you're not moving your head, right? But you know that car is there trying to get in. Oh, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. So anyway, let's continue here. So, 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 God, so somebody say, God is good. God is good. Now, look, look at this. Uh, this is 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4. 
Because God's not running the planet. You know, God's not running the, the news networks. I think most of the news networks is run by the devil. God's not, God's not behind all the movies being produced. God's not behind Netflix. He's not behind all that. The devil's behind all that. Why? Because the enemy wants you watching all this stuff that's worldly to get, so you can have a worldly mindset. That's why we got to guard our hearts, right? We got to guard what we see because we will start looking and acting like the world. If we don't guard our hearts, we start thinking it's okay to, to you know, live in sin. It's, it's okay to, 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 to live with somebody without being married to them. It's okay. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? It's not okay in God's book. Amen. And so we, we need to get a revelation of this. Now, now look at this. If, if it says here in 2 Corinthians 4, 3 and 4, if the, if the good news we preach is hidden behind a veil, it is hidden only from people who are perishing. Amen. Satan, now, now listen to this, Satan, who is the God of this world, has blinded the minds of those who don't believe. They are unable to see the glorious light of the good news. They don't understand this message about the glory of Christ, who is the exact likeness of God. So we see here, Paul has a revelation here that God is not, you know, running this earth. That God, that, that, that Paul has a revelation that the devil, the little G God, is running this world. That's why this world is in a mess. Amen. That's why all, there's famine and all this, because because the devil is working through men and women and trying to get his agenda through. But thank God, God is working through us to try to get his love into this lost and dying world. You know, there was a song that I heard and and in this song, this uh, this this person was singing, God, why is all this happening? Why why uh, all sex trafficking and all this and all that? And and he and he's complaining to God, and he says, God, why is all this happening? Uh, and 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 why don't you do something about it? And then in his song, uh, uh, the Lord says, I have done something about it. I have I have created you. I have done something about all the negative and all the all the hate that's in this world. I've created you and I've saved you so I can work through you. Am I talking to somebody today? So I can get some truth into this world and help people get on the right track. Are you hearing? I have done something. There is a problem, but we are the ones, we are the solution to the problems in this world. What do you mean we are the solution, Pastor? The Jesus that's in us is the solution to all the problems in this world. And when people see us and they know that things aren't too cool in our household and issues, you know, with our kids. But they see us walking in peace and walking in love in spite of all the problems. They're going to say, you got something. You got Jesus. So we got to get a revelation that we have Jesus. There's going to always be, and if you study the Bible out, there's going to always be uh, things happening to God's people that's not just. There's going to always be unjust things happening to us. There's, there's going to be bad, bad things will happen to good people. 
Bad things will happen to Christians. Why? Because we live in a world that, that's not perfect. That's why Jesus said, pray this prayer, the Lord's Prayer, that it will be down here on earth like it is in heaven. And heaven's perfect. It's full of love. Everybody's getting along. You know, everybody is blessed. And, and Jesus said, pray that it will be down here on earth the same way. We got to keep praying that God's will will be done on this earth as it is in heaven. And God's will is blessing, not curse. That's God's will. And so we got to get a revelation. Case in point, Joseph is a type and shadow. And they say Joseph in the Old Testament, Joseph was a, was, was a, uh, a man that was raised with, with 11 other brothers. And he was the favorite of the family, if, you don't, if you're not familiar with Joseph. And, um, and his father uh, made him a coat of many colors, and, uh, and all his other brothers were jealous of him. And so he was the, he was the golden boy. He was the blessed. Anybody have any relatives, like, is the, and they know there's one person in that family that's the blessed one. And you say, that's me. <laughs> I'm the blessed one in my family. Are you hearing what I'm saying? You know, have you ever grew up and there was all in, in like your family or your parents, you know, maybe seemed like they favored one over the other. Yes. Amen. Have you ever and you felt like that's not right. And so Joseph, you know, and then he had these dreams. Joseph had these dreams that he would be ruling over the family. Right. And I, I think Joseph, you know, even he was the favorite one. I think he had a little bit of cockiness in him. Because, you know, you know, the Bible says that one, one account says Joseph told his dad what, what uh, his brothers were doing wrong. He was being a, talent, a tattletale, right? And, uh, and, so, and so, you know, but Joseph, you know, uh, got, we know that it wasn't right, but his brothers threw him in a pit. And they wanted to kill him. And that wasn't right. You know, I don't think Joseph deserved that. And then, then, then the idea came, let's just sell him into slavery. And, 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 so, and so they sold him into slavery. And he, he, he didn't deserve that. That was not right. His brother shouldn't have done that. Yes, he was a tattletale, but we shouldn't kill the kid over that. Amen. And so, and so, and so he got sold into slavery. And, and the Bible says that God was with him. And God prospered him in his slavery. See, listen, you could have some unjust things happening to you and God still can prosper you even if the unjust things are happening to you. God still can get a blessing to you when wrong things are happening to you. God can turn the tables around. And then with Joseph, we know this, that he was blessed and and in Potiphar's house, which was the he was a high official of the Egyptian uh, of the Egyptian army, I believe. And um, and so and so Potiphar gave him all rulership over his household. He had this kind of favor. And we know that Potiphar's wife, you know, Joseph was a good looking man, kind of like me. But no, I won't go there. Uh, Joseph was good looking. And uh, and 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 Potiphar's wife had eyes for Joseph. And she and she tried to get, you know, get up with Joseph. And you know the story. Try to, you know, try to get, get up with Joseph. Amen. <laughs> I don't want to go any further than that. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. And uh, because Joseph's a good looking guy. And she was like, she was really, you know, woo, man, she, she liked Joseph. And Joseph would not get up with her. 
because he said, I can't do this. And what he said was, I can't do this, not against Potiphar, per se, but I can't do this against my God. He knew that if he was going to sin, it'd be a direct sin against God. And he said, I can't do this. I can't do this. I, I, you know, some of you, you just, you can't, you can't commit adultery. Why? Because you can't do it. Yes, you can, but you can't. Are you here? Why? Because God's in you. You can't go there. You cannot go in that vein. You're just not going to go there. You, uh, you know, some of you, you, you won't go back into the bars. You can, but you won't. Why? Because there's no, there's no God in the bars. That's the devil's church. Oh, you hear what I'm saying? So, so, so you, you can, but you can't. Why? Because cause God's, God's already revealed so much love to you and brought you out. And so Joseph said no to Potiphar's wife, and she lied about him. Injustice. It wasn't right. And he was doing good. And she, he gets thrown in prison. And now he's in prison, and God still gives him favor. He ends up running the prison, which is amazing. And, and he's running the prison. And then, then two guys come from, from uh, Pharaoh's uh, court, which is the baker and the cupbearer. And they, they're both thrown in jail because you know, of something. And so he interprets their dreams. And what happens was the baker, of course, he interprets his dream. And he said, okay, your dream, you're, you're, you're going to die in three days. <laughs> your head's going to be cut off. And to the cupbearer, he says, you're going to be restored back to, to your position in three days. And Joseph said to uh, the cupbearer, remember me when you get to the Pharaoh. And guess what happened? He's stuck in jail for another two more years. Why is that? Because God does, doesn't just use gold vessels. And God just doesn't use silver vessels. He uses broken vessels. Some of us aren't broken enough for God to use us in a decree that we need to be used. And, and I believe that Joseph needed to be in a place where he was broken so that he could be used mightily for God. When he got in the position of authority, when, when finally Pharaoh uh, found out about his gifts and said, you're going to be number two in the kingdom. See, 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 even though there was some injustice that was done to Joseph, even though there's some wrong things, God even the score. God brought him from the pit, from Potiphar's house, from the prison to the palace. And even though that there might be some things wrong going in your life, it's not over yet. God is still working. He's working in your family. He's working in your children. He's working with your relatives. It's not over yet. Even though the devil might tell you, it's over. It's not over. God is still working. Even when we can't see him, he's working in that circumstance. You just got to believe it and trust him. One of the hardest things that we can do at times is trust God and his goodness. Sometimes we just think that the devil's winning. And it looks like at times he's winning in our lives. No, God's winning. God's going to have the final say so. Listen, when Moses was there and he said to, uh, uh, to the Pharaoh, you know, let my people go. And then he, and, and just to show Pharaoh his power, he threw the staff down that he had and it turned into a, a snake, a cobra, I believe so. 
And so they may have said a king snake. And so, but then the magicians, they had some power too. And they got their staffs and they were able to do some, some magic as well. well. They did some magic and they, they, and their staffs turned into snakes. But that wasn't the final say so. In other words, you know, something else happened. What happened? You know the story. Pharaoh's snake swallowed up the snakes that were on the ground. In other words, God will always have, the. no matter what kind of evil might be happening in our lives, no matter what the enemy's trying to do to destroy our families, God will always have the last say, glory to God. It's not over. It's not over. It's not over with your kids. It's not over with your relatives. It's not over with your neighbors. God will have the final say. And, see, and sometimes we, we, we encounter problems because the enemy wants to destroy our life. Sometimes we encounter problems because we open the door ourselves. What, Pastor? Sometimes it's problems are coming our way. Listen, Jonah would have had a much better life if he just obeyed God. Jonah was a prophet of God in the Old Testament. And, and he knew God. He had a revelation of God's love. And God said, I want you to go to Nineveh, Jonah, and I want you to preach to these people because I'm about ready to rain judgment on them. I'm about ready to wipe these, these people out because these were evil people doing evil things. And Jonah did not like the people in Nineveh. He just, he thought to himself, they are evil people. He was puffed up in pride. He, he thought he had it all together and he thought he knew better than God. And he said, I, and he, the Bible says that Jonah took a boat and went the opposite direction of where God wanted him to go. And sometimes our rebellion can cause problems in our lives. Not only our rebellion, but it will hurt other people around us. You know, your sin, you don't ever sin to yourself. You know, you're not an island on yourself. Our sin can destroy other people too. Are you hear what I'm saying? Don't think that your own sin, oh, it's just my sin, I can get away with it. No, listen, you, no, 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 your sin can hurt other people. Case in point, Jonah got on that boat, and when he got on that boat, this weird storm came up and almost sunk, sunk the boat. And, and, the, and the captain of the boat said, what's going on? This is so weird. All this, it's like it's, we're under a curse. And they finally, and Jonah, Jonah, where was Jonah at? Sleeping down at the bottom. Like he didn't care. And he said, Jonah, where are you from? Jonah said, well, I serve the God that created everything. Oh, you have? Yeah, and he, could, and, and he created everything and I serve him. And, he, and, he, and Jonah, because he was, he was backslidden, he, he said, if you just throw me off the boat. See, when we're not walking with God and we're not walking in obedience to him, we're, we're, we're going to want to just, just, sometimes the enemy will make us feel condemned to a point where we just want to throw ourselves off the boat. Have you ever felt condemned for not walking with God? Have you ever felt like it's no use? You know, have you ever felt like just, 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 you know, some people even get to a point where they feel like just offing themselves, committing suicide. And that's the way the enemy wants to get people glory to God. So Jonah got thrown over the, over the board. And the Bible says that God had a fish specially designed to swallow Jonah. And in, in the belly of, of the fish, 
Jonah, which is awesome, Jonah cried out to, to God and he asked forgiveness and he asked God to forgive him, you know, in the belly of the well. Sometimes we might need to get into the belly of the well at times in our lives. Sometimes we need to allow our pride to be crushed and in that belly we get some submission. We, we get into a place where we say, God, you're God and I'm not. And finally, Jonah just said, if you just get me out of this thing, I will obey you. It shouldn't have to be like that. We shouldn't have to get to a point where we're almost dead before we serve God. Are you listening to what I'm saying today? But God, listen, God is merciful. He was merciful to Jonah. He's merciful. Have, have you ever done anything wrong and you wanted God's forgiveness? He will give you forgiveness. You just got to reach out, fess up. And ask God's forgiveness and he will forgive you. And we know Jonah, he came to Nineveh and he preached to these people that did not, that Jonah felt they did not deserve God's mercy. And they all turned, they fasted, they, they, they believed Jonah's message and God forgave their sin. Is that awesome? In other words, Nineveh could have been sinning for years and years and years. See, you could be doing the wrong thing for years and years. And it only takes one day of you changing. One day saying, God, I'm done doing the wrong things. I'm done going this way. I'm done going there. I'm going to bow my knee to you now. I'm going to follow you. I'm going to obey you. I'm not going to fight you anymore. I'm going to submit to you. See, the reason why Jesus wasn't able to, to bear the cross, the, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't just the nails that kept him up. It was his love. And the Bible says that he was the first one to die. Uh, th th there was two other people that, that were being crucified, one to his right, one to his left. They were still living and Jesus died first. Why? Because he submitted to the cross. He allowed the cross to do its work. And sometimes we need to allow the cross that we're bearing at times to do its work so we can truly trust God in the process of our, of our agony, in the process of our pain, in the process of all this. We have to learn to, to rest and let it go. You're just going to have to learn to let things go. Let, the, let the, the things that the people said to you, let it go. Let, let go what your relatives have said to you. Let go of, uh, uh, of the mean people that have spoke mean things to you or done mean. You're just going to have to let it go. And how are you going to do that? How are you going to overcome offense? You've got to do good. Amen. You've got to bless. Number two. And number three, you've got to pray for them. Do good, bless, and pray. And my, you might just need to keep praying that God will reveal truth to those that may have hurt you. That God will bring restoration to the, to the relationship. That God will get them saved. Because you know what? Nobody gets away with anything. Amen. Are you hearing what I'm saying today? If they don't repent, if they don't turn, then they're going to be judged. Amen? If we don't repent, if we don't turn, we're going to be judged. Amen. Are you hear what I'm saying today? I much rather see. I, 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 I don't want what I deserve. I want what what God wants me to have. His mercy, because what I deserve. See, we get this idea. You know that we, we, some of us we we grow we 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 come to the Lord and we hadn't lived that bad of a life, and we don't think you know we don't think that our sin was that big of a deal, but you know even the little sin put Jesus on the cross. 
And we, and we think because we didn't live such a bad life that, 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 that we um, get this idea that God should be more gracious to us. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? No, listen. All our sin, just a little bit of sin, sent Jesus on the cross. Sin destroys. And we got to get a revelation that God's mercy uh, builds up and God's mercy saves. Are you listening to what I'm saying to you today? And we get that revelation that God saves, that his mercy saves. The Bible says his mercy triumphs over judgment. God doesn't want to judge us. God, God, you know, listen, I'm closing here. But the Bible says if you judge yourself, you won't be judged. If we, if we just allow the word of God to, to as a mirror, to, to show up all the things in our life that we need to straighten out, and we allow that word to straighten those things out, we're going to walk in joy and peace the rest of our days. Do you believe that today? Did you receive it today? Let's bow our heads in prayer. Father, I just thank you, Father, for your mercy and for your goodness and for your love and I thank you, Father God, oh, that your love is, is working through each one of us. And, Father, your love is so great that you don't want anybody to perish. Your, your word says that, you're, that you don't, you're not willing that anybody perish, but you're long-suffering. And you're not exacting judgment. Your grace is here. And, Father, I thank you for the people here this morning and those that are watching online. And, you know, right now, the Bible says that today is the day of salvation. And you can turn to God and you can turn away from the things of the world. And once you turn to God, you can experience his love and his forgiveness. And so I want you, if you're ready to, to make a move for God, just pray this prayer after me and mean in your heart. And you'll be translated out of darkness into the kingdom of his dear son's love. Just say this after me and mean in your heart. Say, dear God, I believe Jesus, you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I believe you were raised from the dead for my justification. Jesus, I repent of sin and I turn fully to you and I receive you today as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me and Heavenly Father, fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you for listening to this message. For more information, visit us at exceedlifechurch.org.